guys, welcome back to Fully Connected. I'm Phil. And I'm Natasha. And this is a show for couples who want to learn more about life, dance, relationship, and family stuff. Yeah. So welcome. We're going to dive in today. Yeah, definitely. So one of the things we want to talk about is why dance? Yes. Why should we dance? Why is dance important? And, and we're only going to hit one reason today. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. Yes. If you caught our last videos... We were, we were telling you that we were going to talk about some relational strategies. Uh, we decided to postpone that one for now, give ourselves a little bit more time to uh, chew on it, make sure that it's digestible for you, our audience. And so instead, we decided we love dance, and that's kind of one of the reasons why people might come to us, so let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the universality of dance, or the fact that dance is universal to every culture, every place, is what we're going to talk about today yeah. a little bit. Yeah, so um, one of the things that to me, means that dance is for everyone, is that throughout human history and virtually all culture, there is a form of dance. Mm -hmm. It might not necessarily be a partnership dance, but there is a way to express yourself through dance in virtually every culture. Yeah, I mean, you can't point, you can't point to a single tribal structure mm -hmm. or a single medieval structure, if you're looking a little bit less far back, um, that does not have some form of dancing. Now, of course, partnership dance, that's dancing as a couple, yeah. the way that it looks now is very different from the way that it looked back then. <laughs> you know, um, dancing as a couple back in, let's say, tribal eras, you know, whatever that means, let's say, uh, BC history, that type of dancing for cultures that were smaller would have looked different because they wouldn't necessarily have been dancing together. But one thing that you can see is whether it's uh, Near Eastern culture, whether it's um, culture uh, in Europe or uh, South American cultures, whatever it is, there's some kind of dance. Indigenous cultures here in North America, yeah. there's always something going on. Yeah, well, and another thing that really stands out to me is that <clears throat> when you think of dance, we think of things like, oh, dance came from South America with all that flavor and all the Latin styling, and dance came from Europe, you know, English dancing, there was all kinds of different dancing in, in the great courts of Queen Elizabeth or whatever, but... Um, but one thing that really stands out is that dance is in third world countries as well, like the poorest of the poor. In, in Haiti, for example, um, you know, people literally don't have shoes, but they have a form of partnership dance. It's called compa, is one, one of them. <laughs> and so there's, um, dance is everywhere, and it's instinctive, and it's innate. And even if we don't have food, and we don't have shoes, and we don't have very good shelter, we still want to dance. We still need to dance. It's it's a human need. It's a human instinct. Mm -hmm. I think as people who are very digitally oppressed, I'm yeah. going to say, yeah. we have smartphones in our pockets that demand our attention pretty much 24-7. Mm -hmm. um, even when you're asleep, it can affect you, which, pro tip, don't sleep with your phone next to your head. That's not good for you. Put it like four to six feet away from you on the other side of the room if you have to have it in your room at all. Um, that's just a, a health tip that I got from a nutritional therapist who... Doesn't want of, him to get brain cancer. Yeah. We don't want you to get brain cancer. <laughs> <laughs> the radio waves are still active. All the all the Wi-Fi signals and everything. So <laughs> put that far away from you if you can. If you use it for music when you go to sleep, sure. But what is the precursor to dancing, right? Um, because when when we talk about all these different cultures, you know, it's it's easy enough to say, look at all these different cultures. We're kind of being a little sporadic right now, but we are. We're just around. yeah, <laughs> we're just we're just having fun with it. It's a casual conversation. So, what is the precursor to dance? 
it's music. And I don't think that anyone can argue where, where some people are like, oh, well, you know, dance is, is not really for me because it's not really for everybody, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, people all can understand music is for everyone. Yeah, and, and for the very few who don't, generally that's because they're high IQ, which means that their minds are a little bit more focused on different types of rhythms. So for, for the average everyday person, musical rhythm is a way to de-stress. It's a way to express emotions. And dance is a way to utilize your body in combination with mm -hmm. that. It's very, very, very healthy for you. And therapeutic. Mm -hmm. They've yeah. done dozens of studies on music therapy, dance therapy, mm -hmm. and it's all been really helpful. Yeah. One of the, so going back to my original point about digitally oppressed people, <laughs> uh, people in first world countries, we are so caught up in the stories and in the feeds and the doom scrolling. Apparently, that's the new term for everything these days. That <laughs> Is that we, what the kids are calling that's it? What the, that's what the, uh, the hipster uh, marketing and advertising people are calling it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but w whenever you, you get into a more, let's call it civilized society, like yeah. this one, 21st century and beyond, <laughs> we, in a lot of areas, start to lose our roots. Uh, an example of that would be food. We yep. now eat a whole bunch of processed garbage. We'll have a, a whole thing, and she's an expert on that sort of stuff just because she's read a lot of books. Not expert as in, like, she's a doctor, but expert, expert as, as in, in... As in practical experience. Does that count? Yes. Yeah. She's raised five kids utilizing traditional feeding methods, and they are all incredibly healthy. So that's kind of cool. But let's think about our brains for a minute, right? We think about the body, we think about the organs, but we don't necessarily think about our brain. Music and dance are so universal, I think. I mean, Viking cultures, um, you know, we talked about mainland Europe, we talk about, um, even in like the, the Near Eastern cultures, like in religion, there, were, there was dance. Yep. It's just a thing that we try to do. Like, uh, for example, in, in Arabic culture is Sufi. For, for Muslims, they dance Sufi, it's a form of worship. And then you think about charismatics in, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different churches, they'll dance before the Lord. You think David danced before the Lord in the Bible? All kinds of examples, right, of dancing religiously. We usually combine the most important things with one another. Music, dance, religion. We all want to believe in something. We all love music and we all love to move. We all love to express ourselves. Yeah. So it's just kind of, for those of you who are like, I don't know if dancing's really for me. We just thought... Dancing, if you're a human, dance is for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, sorry, am I interrupting you? Yeah. Okay, one more thing to add to the universality of dance. Uh, I don't know if it's an argument or a talk or whatever we're discussing. We're just dis the discussion. One other thing I think worth noting is that virtually, virtually, and occasionally you'll run into one that doesn't, but virtually all babies start to dance when you turn on music. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so instinctive in our human nature to move to music, <laughs> right? Right now we have an 11 month old. Uh, is our youngest out of five, and anytime she hears anything, she could be nursing. If I'm nursing her, she'll start bobbing around. <laughs> it's hilarious whenever music comes on. Yeah. And no matter how tired she is, you put music on, she starts going. <laughs> yep. And and the the very uh, the various the very uh, popular stereotypical you know the baby dance, like the little beep bop, hips moving side to side, or the you know, whatever, with the saggy diaper. Super hilarious. Um, but yeah, we teach on an instinctive philosophy, which yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do a, uh, yeah, dive into more a discussion, of that. not a lesson. I'm so used to being a teacher. We'll do a discussion <laughs> on that um, in a future video. But to kind of round out the universality of dance, 
it's instinctive. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. the proof of that is that you look at any culture as it develops, uh, Eastern cultures, Near Eastern cultures, European cultures, Western South American cultures. cultures yeah. Um, they are, they're, they're, they're dancing. Yep. African cultures specifically, yeah. especially, right? Babies come out the womb wanting to dance. Yeah. It's just a human, it's human nature, human instinct. Yeah. And it has been going on for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that to say, well, we just think it's really interesting. We wanted to yeah, share. Interesting, yeah, interesting topic and interesting way to, way to understand why. One more reason why everyone should dance. Yeah. Honestly, for me, I would love to make this one of our long-form discussions. We haven't done one of those yet, but we've talked about it. But just the idea, I could delve into this for like an hour. I'm a huge dance nerd. I'm a huge nerd for history and development of dances. I mean, there's so much richness there. And so to recap everything we've talked about, the subject today, universality of dance. We, we covered a couple of different things, not in any particular order, but if we were to put it in order kind of from ground up, it'd be dance is instinctive. I mean, from baby age, we are moving and bopping and, and enjoying the sounds of music. Yeah. Music is something that we try to make, even if it's, you know, we, we just hammer on a, you know, on a log or something that's fallen down. We're always trying to make sounds and always make music. And Unless we're really stuck in the phone, we usually like to beep bop around. Yeah. Um, it's very, very healthy for you. Every culture has developed some form of dancing. It doesn't all look the same. Yeah. Um, and partnership dance is a fairly new concept as far as the actual physical connection. But from time immemorial, we have been dancing eye to eye, connecting in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually why we, we teach a, an exercise that utilizes that instinct, what we call mirror neurons now. Um, to mimic one another and, and have a stronger connection. So, did I, um, I guess I, I might have missed one or two things, but just in yeah. summary. Yeah, well, we, you were talking about how dance is used um, alongside religious expression. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's most of, most of what we were talking about. Yeah. So if you want to break out of the bubble of 21st century kind of digital leth- lethargy, yeah. dance. Put your phone away and dance. I mean, you know, turn it on for music if you need to, but don't scroll, just dance, yeah? Um, as always, we really appreciate you joining us for this discussion. I'm Phil. And I'm Natasha. Go ahead and like this video, subscribe, share it, um, and comment below. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about our theory that dance is universal? It's really not much of a theory so much as a fact, but, you know. <laughs> you can argue with our fact. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome to argue with it. So... We will see you guys in the next video. We'll be talking about other fun things next week. Um, And we aim to continue doing that on a regular basis, once a week. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll get good enough at this or have enough time to actually do it more than once a week. We'll see. But until then, God bless. And we love you guys. Stay fully connected. And we'll see you soon.